Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, it was a very unfortunate uh, abuse of the solemn and serious impeachment authority that we have in the House of Representatives. Uh, There is no evidence that President Biden committed a crime. There is no evidence that President Biden committed an impeachable offense. There is no evidence that President Biden engaged in any wrongdoing. Effectively, what we saw is that the extreme MAGA Republicans in the House were ordered by an organized crime boss, the twice impeached former president of the United States, who has been, we've seen, a living, breathing, one-person crime wave. He basically ordered the extreme MAGA Republicans to launch this illegitimate impeachment inquiry as a political hit on President Joe Biden. That's funny. The guy is a one-man crime wave, but he's never been convicted of anything. You mean I can't look into Joe Biden because you decided there was no evidence, but you can call Trump a one-man crime wave when there's been no convictions, two impeachments, the man stayed in office. Hakeem Jeffries, and I say this with all due respect, you know you come across as a giant jerk, right? I mean, just a world-class, first-rate, full-of-crap jerk. This is your argument? The Republicans did it because Trump told them to? That's, that is just lovely. The Democratic Party moves in total lockstep, nay, goose step, because no one's allowed to step out of line. The only time they're allowed to step out of the line, when, of course, is they want to say, I hate Jews, and you, while you give glorious speeches to the pro-Israel side, you don't castigate your fellow Democrats for being bigots. And now I'm supposed to get lectured to by you? About what's good and what's decent? Dear Lord, that would be as absolutely insane as crazy town as a letting um, uh, Hunter Biden lecture to me about things being shameless. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Shameless. Says the guy who didn't pay his taxes, but rather spent millions on hookers. Guys, I am not opposed to someone engaging uh, uh, prostitution. I favor legal prostitution, and I know it's a fight and we'll go over it. But you didn't pay your taxes. Instead, you went with the legal prostitution. Oh, well, it's not in this case. uh, Legal. And we're the problem. Even guys like me who hit this on the libertarian side know that you're nuts. Lecturing to us. My gosh. It's... It's stunning to witness. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833 got Tony. 
4688669 that's the number 833 got tony uh i've got more on border week that is coming up uh if you missed my interview with retired border chief chris clem and with randy grimes former nfl player who has been doing a lot regarding the morale side of the border and uh the border patrol suicide issues that have been taking place uh, i've got those stories coming up but the impeachment inquiry has been formalized And the only thing I could say is good. I didn't need it. I didn't think it was actually necessary. But that it's been formalized is solid. Uh, The the Republicans felt that if it was a formalized impeachment inquiry, they would be able to uh, better utilize subpoena powers, right? They would carry more weight. Okay, well, I'm not going to tell them no. if, if, if that's the way they, they, they think it'll work, fine by me. Fine by me, knock yourself out, no problem. The question is, what do they do with that? Because it, it is obvious. It is obvious that this constant push that, that, that you're seeing regarding they have no evidence. Yeah, they got something. They've got enough to move it down the road this far. Now they're going to investigate what they've got. If you were to say to me, this is absolutely empty suit time, that there's no there there, they didn't come with anything, they're just engaged in retribution, I would say to you, well, that would be wrong if that were the case, but that is not the case. Emails, checks, seeing how money has flowed, there's something there. Maybe it's not criminal. Maybe it's nothing more than what it is. Maybe it is just repayment of a loan. But maybe it's not. And I can appreciate statements like those made uh, by Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, who has said uh, uh, very clearly... He said that his his father was not financially involved in any way with his business. Do you accept that? Uh, I'm going to uh, take the same position I've taken since 2019, that all I can say is there's some indication of maybe some compromise uh, with China particularly, uh, but I have no evidence of it, and I'm going to just follow the facts where they are, and the facts haven't taken me point where I can say that the president's guilty of anything. Fine. You see something that doesn't look good. You're going to wait to see what information comes forward. That makes perfect sense. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially for a guy in the Senate. The Senate plays a different role. If there's an impeachment, the Senate will hear the trial. They won't decide impeachment. That gets decided in the House of Representatives. But there's something there. This is obvious. There is more here, I would argue, on the conversation of of possible impeachable offenses on Joe Biden than there were on Donald Trump. A phone call to Ukraine that you decided was somehow improper? 
No proof of anything. No proof of anything. And Adam Schiff, the co- the congressman, uh, horrific from Demo- a Democrat from from California. Oh, I've seen the proof. You've seen the proof. What What do you mean you've seen the proof? That's what he said. That's what he told America. He told America that he had proof. He told America that he had the evidence. This, going back to the beginning of March of 2017, sometimes in order to explain these things, you need yourself a good old-fashioned montage. We're gonna need a montage. Even Rocky had a, a montage. And here it is. Uh, and but, I think but you admit that, it's uh, a circum. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that. Uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think. So you Director have Clapper, seen direct evidence of collusion. Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. So you lied. So all somebody has to do is say, look, I can't share with you what I have, but I think it's 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 clearly more than circumstantial. We're going to bring it forward. That's it. That's now the bar by which we measure all other things. So when I hear Representative Ocasio-Cortez, I'm I'm sorry, when I hear Representative Ocasio-Cortez say things like this, Uh, The ranking member laid out what's happening here quite clearly. Republicans do not have a case. And let's also remind everybody that this impeachment inquiry by the Republican Party has already begun in a public forum. They launched an impeachment inquiry without a House floor vote already. And their own witness, the own Republican witness, said that there are, from what he has seen, there are not grounds for an impeachment inquiry, or rather, frankly, impeachment in general uh, of President Biden. But that has not deterred the Republican side from continuing to try to uh, force through a completely groundless and unsubstantiated, I won't even call it an investigation, I'll just call it an exercise in futility. Uh, What we've seen... That's great. You call it an exercise in futility all you want. I want to know what 10% to the big guy meant. I don't want anybody getting wrapped up in this leftist talking point of there's no there there. This is all ridiculous. This is there's nothing here. You don't know that. What we know is that checks got written. We know that Hunter got jobs. 
we know that there were conversations. And every single time these crazy Bidens have the audacity to tell us that Joe Biden had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business. And Hunter Biden has the, 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 the I don't know, the, the, the emotional incapa- incapability, rational capability to just leave his father's name out of it. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session, session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife, my children, my family, and my friends. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction, they've belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has devoted his entire public life to service. The question is, how much time did he devote to talking to your business interests, which he did. Fake email accounts to cover the tracks. You put him on the phone. We know this. And and, and just for the, the sake of clarity, Hunter Biden, impugning character and invading privacy, I would argue and agree with you that it, that is something we shouldn't want. They've, what they've done to Trump and his family is an obscenity. What they did to Sarah Palin was an obscenity. What they will do to whoever the nominee is, whether it's Trump or not, will be an obscenity and you will watch. And you know what you'll do? Say nothing. Do not go down a road that your party invented. I think it's wrong. But you also have to accept the fact, Hunter Biden, that you don't get to give lectures about character. We know the drug use was real and addiction is real and you're fighting your way through it. That can't be easy. We also know that you wouldn't recognize your own child. We also know, believe, you left Coke in the White House. You happen to be living at the White House at the time the Coke was found in the White House, and the rest of us are supposed to play dumb and wonder how did the baggie of Coke get there? Which, by the way, is the next great children's book to show up in your kid's school library that you're not allowed to complain about. You don't get to talk to us about character. You get to show us that you have come far. You get to show us the man that you were versus the man that you are. And so far, with all due respect, because you put yourself out there in public, you haven't shown it. At no moment do I look at you, turn to my children and say, now that's a man trying to redeem himself. No, that's a man who's saying, hey, friends of my dad, Don't forget to buy my artwork and you'll get yourself a good meeting. You know what happened. I know what happened. We all know what happened. Don't tell us about your decency. 
You keep telling us that your father had nothing to do with your business. We don't believe you. And we've got enough evidence to say maybe something happened. And that's what an inquiry is for. The left does, uh, I think thou doth protest too much. That's it. The left doth protest too much. They're daring this to happen. That's my take. The political left is daring the Republicans to engage in impeachment. I have not come to a conclusion that this is the right move. I've stated I'm 50-50 on it. I continue to say that. But this idea, this lecturing, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. Not getting lectured to by people who lied at every level about Russia, 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 based on a Hillary Clinton lawyer scheme fever dream, including whether Trump was urinating in bed with Russian hookers, which is something I wonder whether or not it came from one of Hunter Biden's journals. Oh, yeah, that happened. Whoo, what a time. Because that's more likely, by the way, even though I don't think it happened, you got to admit it's more likely. I'm Tony Katz. Did LeBron sit for the national anthem and, and I didn't know it? When in the world did this happen? And, and why does this keep happening? So his son is playing. His son's at USC, right? The kid who had the heart issue and he's back. Good, good for him, by the way. You don't want that for anybody. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, I guess, I guess there's video of it. And the national anthem is, is going. And, and LeBron's sitting? Walks in to the arena while the national anthem is playing. And then sits down. While the anthem is playing. Oh, that's messed up. Then again, this is the guy who says that you can't uh, critique China over its treatment of Hong Kongers and you need to educate yourself. By the way, when people use the term you need to educate yourself, uh, I, I, I most, I immediately go to the place that, oh, this person is garbage. Oh, the, the expression educate yourself is just the worst. The absolute worst. But talk about not being aware of your surroundings. And it happens. Sometimes you're not aware of your surroundings. But you walk on the court during the national anthem, which is nutty. You're supposed to stop where you are. You stop where you are. Things don't go along as normal. Now, sometimes there are people doing a job, right? They're, they're, they're members of the, of the, of the, the TV uh, production. or, or they're, They have to cover it, right? They're doing their thing. And leave them be. We accept this. You don't you don't just keep moving like it's nothing. You show the respect. This goes back to the whole Con Kaepernick taking the knee. It wasn't about standing up to police brutality. It was about showing the disrespect. I didn't know this had to be any more obvious. It wasn't a bold move. It wasn't a strong move. The world did not get better. 
when when Colin Kaepernick did this. And all LeBron James does is prove himself to be really a self-involved. Well, you figure out the rest. But it won't affect his position with the Lakers. It won't affect his position in basketball. It won't affect his position with his loyal fan base. They'll think it's just fine. Which I think is an issue. This is Tony Katz today. As we now know, we've seen enough. We can clearly make the declaration that DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, is fraud. That it is, in one hand, a hammer to use against people who disagree with you. Uh, It is a claim to be able to claim that they are racist and they are bigoted and that you don't believe in equal opportunity. Uh, it is it is a cudgel used uh, to claim things like white supremacy, a whole host of hateful, bigoted things, never, ever having to prove the point, but rather just utilize DEI to to uh, pass judgment without any rigor of intellectual debate. As a matter of fact, DEI's whole purpose is to prevent debate. In the other hand, it is utilized exactly like that, as a shield. No criticism can come to DEI. Why, that's proof of the bigotry. To criticize diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is not about diversity, is not about making things equitable, and is not inclusive. It is exclusionary as the day is long. It does not allow for a diversity of thought. At all. As a matter of fact, it excoriates the diversity of thought. It shames the diversity of thought. Because somebody might think that this is a bad idea. Well, that's just proof of your bigotry. Used as a shield from anybody who dare ask a question. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. You want to defend DEI? Let's go to work. Feel free. Call in 833-GOT-TONY. I will set the record straight. Harvard President Claudine Gay has shown us the radicalness of the responses have shown us that there can be no question or conversation. It is just bigotry to say that she is not qualified. But we have seen that she's not qualified because she thinks it's okay for students to chant for genocide at Harvard. Well, that's just gross. She's a plagiarist. Claudine Gay is a plagiarist. And as president of the university, she has thrown students out for plagiarizing. Yet she, in her paltry academic works, and I say paltry not claiming to be an academic with hundreds of published papers, I'm saying that if I wanted to be an academic, I would at this stage of the game have to have had hundreds of academic papers published because that's what the real pros do. She's not a real pro. She was never a real pro. She never got the job on being a real pro. She checked boxes so Harvard could say, look, we've got the first black woman as president of Harvard. Aren't we wonderful? You could have been wonderful with a lot of black women or Asian women. Oh, that's right. It's Harvard. They would never have had an Asian woman or Hispanic. What? What? 
They've already told Asian students, we've got too many of your kind here. No, no, no. We need, we need different kinds of faces. Your, your face, oh, we got plenty of that. We need these other faces. Thank you. That's what they, that's what they told the Asian students. What are you getting angry at me for? Because I noticed, ah, oh, that's right. Because I noticed. Of course she got the job as a diversity hire. And that seems to offend. But there's no other way to rationalize the hiring. Now remember, you and I, we didn't know anything about Dr. Claudine Gay. We did not know anything about the president of Harvard, like we didn't know anything about the president of University of Pennsylvania, the, well, the former president, Liz McGill, nor did we know anything about the president of MIT, Sally Kornbluth. But there they all were in this congressional committee, in front of this congressional committee, and we said, the presidents of all the top universities are women? I think that's a diversity hire. No, I couldn't prove it, but that's what I thought it was, and I left it there. Maybe they're incredibly accomplished. Then we heard how they answered the questions from Representative Elise Stefanik about how they were totally fine with the hunting down of Jews on their campus with screams for genocide. Would that be considered a threat, a violent act? Well, I guess it depends on context. It depends on context. Well, if, if it becomes a physical act, then, it's, then it would be a problem. So chanting for genocide is fine. Actual genocide is where you draw the line. Okay, good to know. Some people have made this a, a conversation about free speech, and I think that is a worthy conversation. I don't believe the issue should be whether or not somebody can engage in a disgusting slogan. From the river to the sea is a disgusting slogan. It is the call to genocide. It is a question of how the university deals with these things on every other level. And why is this slogan different from all other slogans to take a line from Passover? Why is from the river to the sea okay, but if I use the wrong pronoun, I get thrown out of school? As a matter of fact, Harvard has mandatory trainings about not using the wrong pronoun. But from the river to the sea, that's fine. I would ask Glenn Greenwald to explain that one to me. Because that is our issue. The issue is the double standard of the language. Though we may, both Glenn Greenwald and I, agree that language possibly should be allowed. But we don't see an equal application of it. So if we don't see an equal applica application of the First Amendment on college campuses, well, then we should really hold people to account. And if he should have a problem with that, that's not my concern. That's for him to square the circle on. I don't expect him to do it. Nicole Hannah-Jones, the liar and the fraud behind the 1619 Project, I said it and I meant it. America was not founded on keeping slavery. What nonsense. She gets brought to CNN and asked the not-so-tough questions. What do you make of the fact that, this was striking to me, some of the same voices who are your toughest critics are the ones who are Claudine Gay's toughest critics and the loudest voices uh, calling for her ouster. Do you think that these two things are related, this idea of pushing back on diversity and inclusion in higher education and getting the president of Harvard ousted from her position? 
Oh, absolutely. So they're using um, the guise of of pretending that this is about concern over anti-Semitism, which is, of course, something that all of us should be concerned about. It's really just further their propaganda campaign against, um, you know, racial equity. So when you think about the fact that Harvard, this nation's oldest university, had about a 370-year explicit racial quota of only hiring white men uh, to be the president, um, it's laughable to think that the first ever black woman um, following that unbroken line of white racial quotas is the one who's unqualified. I mean, this is kind of the beauty of how racism works. If you are black and you don't achieve, if you don't succeed at the highest echelon, it's because you're lazy and you're not smart enough. If you do achieve and you do succeed and you do rise to the top of your profession, it's because you didn't deserve it. So as uh, Toni Morrison said, this is all really a distraction. Um, Chris Rufo is, is not a serious person. Um, he, he is a person who has been trying to attack um, what he calls DEI, but really any efforts to address racial inequality. Um, he has explicitly said that he does propaganda work. Um, and the fact that we're all talking about it means that he's being successful. Christopher Rufo is not the problem. Christopher Rufo and those who have been able to put together the side-by-side -side comparisons of Claudine Gay's purported work and the work she stole it from, that's not the problem. That's not, he's, he is a serious person. Unserious is Nicole Hannah-Jones. You're an unserious person. The whole 1619 Project is a lie and you admit it. There's no basis in history on it. The historian said, no, there's no basis in history on it. Sadly, it gets put into schools. And Christopher Rufo is the problem for noticing that Claudine Gay is a fraud? I've said this before. Allow me to say it again, just for the, for the record. I have met Jewish men and Jewish women who are wonderful. And I have met Jewish men and Jewish women who are jerks. And I have met white men and women Christians who are wonderful and white men and women Christians who are jerks. And I have met black men who are fantastic and black men who are jerks. And same with black women. I have met gay men who are wonderful and gay men who are terrible. There are two sides to the bell curves, kitten. Two sides. Not everyone with a religious affiliation or a sexual affiliation or a specific uh, color of skin is always wonderful because it's like you. That's not the way it works. No one went after Claudine Gay for the color of her skin. They went after, if you will, Claudine Gay First, because of her despicable statements, and they went after Liz McGill, a white woman. No, no, the whitest woman as well. But with Claudine Gay, we've got this issue of plagiarism. It isn't wrong to notice. It's wrong to think that it's because she's black. She's not qualified. And if you, Nicole Hannah-Jones, were any kind of woman, you would say, my gosh, that's really a problem because Harvard should have the highest standards. And there are so many black women who would absolutely be ready for the job, be prepared for the job, and have the academic record via the academic rigor and didn't lie. She doesn't do that.
DEI as the shield. DEI as the shield. Shielding those who quite clearly aren't up to snuff. Now, there's a story about the uh, a diversity manager who used to work at Facebook pleading guilty to stealing $4 million from the company in kickback schemes. Barbara Furlow Smiles served as lead strategist and global head of employee resource groups and diversity engagement at Facebook. Stole the money. She faked business deals in exchange for kickbacks. September uh, from January of 2017 to September of 2021, she led the DEI programs at Facebook and was responsible for developing and executing, ex- executing DEI initiatives, operations, and engagement programs. She had access to company credit cards, the ability to prove invoices as part of her role of the company, caused Facebook to pay numerous individuals, including friends and relatives, for goods and services never provided to the company. And then those people would give her back the money. Now... She was a con artist. She utilized a job in this world of DEI to be able to then engage the con. Well, con artists exist in all sorts of ways. Bernie Madoff was a con artist. It doesn't mean every Jewish man is a con artist. Barbara Furlow Smiles, who is black, is a con artist. It doesn't mean every black woman is a con artist. That's clearly not what it means. I think people do uh, find it interesting that there she was teaching all the DEI. She was, she was leading the most important mission. I wonder what programs she put in place and how bad they were. And I would like to know how she got the gig. What made her an expert in DEI to get such a job with Facebook? It's a great example of Nobody should make the claim that because she did this, that everybody who looks like her is a con artist. That would be nutty. And I would say you're a sick, twisted freak for saying so. There is something to be said about the con that is DEI. Something, it's a very different subject. It is obvious to all of those playing in the rational minds that nobody's life is better because of it, except for the people who get the jobs. What is it? Is it, um, it was University of Michigan. How much were they spending again? University, Michigan, DEI, payroll. I forgot. Was it $18 million? Yes, this was back in January this came out. They will spend more than $18 million on their DEI strategy. All of their positions, all of the salaries. That is a payoff to be able to show, look how good we are. Look how decent we are. Aren't we special? This is... This is, uh, oh my gosh, the most important thing in the world. Thank goodness we're doing this. Look how great you can feel good about sending your kid 
to University of Michigan. Oh, yeah, we had to up the tuition. After all, $18 million for everybody in the DEI department. When I refer to the fact that DEI is, is, this, is this game being played, that DEI is, 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 is a con, I mean every word of it. I have stated that businesses will get rid of it within five years, and some of them have. The governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, signing an executive order just yesterday that would require state agencies and institutions of higher education to initiate a review of diversity, equity, inclusion positions, departments, activities, procedures, and programs to, quote, eliminate and dismiss what the order calls non-critical personnel. Well, I would argue that's all of them. Because DEI is only critical in implementing bigotry, supporting bigotry, and preventing others from questioning the bigotry that is involved. And it is bigoted to say that Claudine Gay did nothing wrong when she did. And to attack others for questioning her. While she had the audacity to throw students out of Harvard for doing what she did. And to support that, and to support her, and to to make the claim that to question Claudine Gay is to be complicit in white supremacy, everything you would expect from Nicole Hannah-Jones. Because if there's anybody who has proven the con works, it's the creator of the 1619 Project lie. I'm Tony Katz. Kid Rock is going to drink Bud Light again. They got the message. Oh, okay. Here's the message I got. You haven't learned what a boycott is. They haven't forgiven them. They haven't begged for forgiveness, and you're giving it to them. Sorry, kid. Big mistake. I'm Tony Katz.